There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. Welcome back to the Lead with Empower podcast. This episode is slightly different than any of our past episodes, as it is a recording of our most recent webinar, Empowered Athletes Overcome. This webinar featured five college athletic coaches who discussed the leadership challenges faced by high school athletes over the past year and share their insights and strategies to help high school athletes be best prepared physically, academically, emotionally, and socially for the jump up to collegiate athletics. This is the Lead with Empower podcast. All right. Welcome, everybody. We're, uh, I apologize for the delay. Thank you for your patience in the waiting room. Um, I don't know how I've never been in a waiting room before in Zoom. I don't know how awkward it, it is. If it was awkward, I apologize. But thank you for coming tonight for the Empowered Athletes Overcome webinar. Um, fortunately, I won't be doing a ton of talking tonight. We have a great panel here joining us. We'll get into that in a second. But the, the, the reasoning behind the webinar is, um, believe it or not, a, a student of my wife's uh, back probably around this time last year had some concerns about uh, being noticed in the sport he played and, um, you know, got us thinking and got me in contact with uh, some other coaches and student athletes in the area that I've worked with. And it wasn't just a one student concern. And, um, you know, obviously high school athletics has been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, much like everything else. And there's been a year of more questions than answers for high school athletes who have a desire to compete at the next level, at the collegiate level after graduating high school. So uh, as I mentioned, we have an awesome panel of college coaches tonight um, to share their expertise, insight, and recommendations for those athletes who do aspire to compete at the college level. And speaking of excellent panelists, I, I would expect nothing less fashionably late. There he is. Coach Kopacki. <laughs> Um, but it, it really is an honor to, uh, to be joined by coach Loney, Duncan Thompson, Edmed and Klepacki, um, in part because they have all had great successes in their different stops, uh, on the field, on the court, wherever it might be. But in my opinion, and I think it's more importantly that, you know, the work that they do to develop their athletes off the field. And, and get them ready through sport for the challenges that they're going to face in real life. So I'm um, honored to have you here tonight. And I, I can't thank you again for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, before we begin the webinar, if uh, it looks like everybody's on mute, appreciate it to, uh, from the visitors. Uh, if you'd like, you can uh, switch it over to speaker view. That way there you can see the, uh, the speaker of the panelists. And then just a few points that came up. We had a couple pre-game huddles as a, as a webinar team and a couple a couple points came up. Number one, I just wanted to stress that these are five awesome coaches from five wonderful athletic programs in the Northeast. Um, you are going to gain a considerable, about, a considerable amount of knowledge from these coaches tonight, 
But it's important to remember that every college, university, coach, and program is unique, is different. Um, they all have their own philosophies when it comes to building a program and recruiting athletes for that program. Um, and one of the things that came up in our pregame conversations was for those of you that want to move on to the college university level for athletics, do the work to learn what that program is all about, what their style, what their recruiting personality is, um, because you'll be able to better see um, if it's a fit for you. Um, the second thing is, as I mentioned already, every college and university is very unique. Um, as you get going in the college search phase, it's important to identify what is important to you, what's important to your family, and then try to find the colleges, the universities, the programs, and the coaches that share some alignment there. Uh, it'll make the four years, I think, be much more productive for both you and the program you're joining. Um, and I think it shows the the, the coaches that there's uh, uh, an above and beyond effort, which I, I, I haven't seen any coach that like that doesn't like that. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, um, and this is courtesy of Coach Klopacki, um, hey, the recruitment part of your journey is step one, right? And your the real challenges and the real journey begins when you arrive on campus as a college student athlete. So work hard during the recruiting process, but more importantly, work hard when you get up on campus. Um, so, hey, we're going to get going. Like I said, we got a great panel and it's time for me to take a bad seat, back seat. And I'm going to have each uh, coach introduce themselves, talk a little bit about where they're from, what they coach, how long they've been there and how COVID has impacted their programs. And we'll start with Coach Josh Edmed from Connecticut College. Hey, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for joining in, Dan. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. As Dan said, my name is Josh Edmed. I'm the head women's volleyball coach at Connecticut College, where a D3 institution that competes in NESCAC. Um, I've been there for 19 years. I've al I also serve as the associate athletic director for facilities and operations. I've held that role for about 12 years. Um, so I have my, I think like most division three coaches, I uh, have my hands in a lot of different things. Um, from a impact of, of COVID standpoint on us, we've been really fortunate to have a pretty progressive president in terms of of uh, I guess pushing the envelope in terms of student engagement. So we've been, we have all of our students have been welcomed back on campus all year. Uh, athletics has been operating all year. We're limited in the fall. We were limited to just being in person uh, within our institution. Uh, this spring we've opened up for outside competition, which has been uh, really great. And we're super fortunate to have that and uh, lucky to have a, a a really robust healthcare team uh, around us to support that and give us the guidance that we need. Um, and I'm looking forward to engaging a little bit more after hearing from some of the other awesome panelists. Awesome coach. Thank you. We'll send it over to coach Thompson next. Hey everybody. My name is Kelly Thompson. I'm the head women's basketball coach at Roger Williams university in Rhode Island. I've been here for 11 years. Uh, I've known Dan for a lot longer than that. We were, uh, students together at Springfield College. So uh, I really appreciate him reaching out and giving me this chance to be on the panel with these awesome coaches and all of you guys who took the chance to, uh, to come on here tonight. Um, you know, our season has was effectively canceled, um, you know, for all in intents and purposes. And uh, we just recently got the green light to get uh, a few games in this spring. 
Um, normally we'd be finishing up about this time, but we're kind of getting going for a, a handful of games. Um, you know, just like all of you, uh, my athletes have, uh, you know, kind of gone through the ups and downs of, of dealing with COVID. And I think what's been really interesting is, you know, for better or worse as athletes, as athletes, um, we tend to, to really make that our, our prime identity. Um, and when that's sort of taken away or, or the majority of the opportunities to compete or practice are taken away, it really uh, kind of makes you um, try to figure out who you are and, and navigate through this in a different way. So, um, you know, being flexible and, and growing um, in other areas of the game um, has been really important to them and in our program. And hopefully we'll get a chance to share some of that uh, with all of you tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Coach Thompson. Appreciate it. We'll send it up to Bowdoin College. Coach Kevin Loney, take it away. Thanks, Dan. Uh, to the rest of the panel, good to see everybody. Um, my name is Kevin Loney. Uh, I am the running backs coach and director of player development um, for the football program at Bowdoin College. Uh, we're also in the NESCAC along with Coach Edmed. Um, I've been here. This is going into my seventh fall here at Bowdoin. Uh, I'm from Middletown, Connecticut. Uh, actually, uh, Dan and I um, are very close. We've been friends for a very, very, very long time. Probably too long, but it's, it's okay. Um, uh, his dad is actually one of my mentors. Um, how uh, COVID affected us at Bowdoin, um, a little bit different um, because of our kind of our, our location um, and kind of the way that our campus is set up. We decided pretty early on to not bring all of our students back. So we only had our first year students and seniors who needed um, our, our campus facilities basically on campus for the fall. Um, so um, it, it was a really different campus for us in the fall. This spring, we only had, we have our upper, our, our returning students, not our first years on campus. And then we have a number of kids who are taking gap semesters or studying remotely. <clears throat> so how that's affected us in terms of athletics. Um, you know, we've practiced with all of our student athletes. Right now we're practicing with all 31 of our sports right now, um, which is kind of interesting to see how that's working. Um, but, um, and we just announced today that we're going to try to get some, some contests going um, here for, for the end of the semester, primarily for our spring sports that can, can do that. Um, and with an eye towards being back to full strength um, come the fall uh, and being back to full recruiting, everything is hopefully, hopefully for, the, for the summer. Um, it's been a challenge for our kids, I think, just because, you know, kind of like what Coach Thompson talked about, our kids, you know, our, our, our students as, as, as highly academic as they are they also see themselves as athletes um and and not being able to go out and compete against people and travel and do all the things they like to normally do it's been a battle but they've 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 done a great job of kind of sticking together and persevering and and um that's been a big thing so it's gonna be really fun to talk with everybody tonight and, and see you know hopefully find some different ideas awesome thanks coach loney and coach duncan is on the hot seat next take it away <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Great to be here and great to see everyone else on the call, too. Um, as you can probably hear, you've always got the token coach with the funny accent. So Dan's brought me in to kind of fill that void. But uh, as you said, Coach Duncan from the University of New Haven, um, I will be going into my 12th year at New Haven, uh, moved over from England to play my college soccer career here and just never left. Um, you know, obviously our season was um, canceled in the fall. We are back running around now this spring, which is really exciting to see. Um, our spring sports will be up and running this weekend and then the winter and fall sports have the go ahead to start engaging in scrimmages within the NE10 um, over the next five to six weeks. So we're really looking forward to that. 
obviously, you know, as, as all the other coaches have said that COVID, you know, impacted everyone's programs um, tremendously and, and differently too. But uh, some of the things we really took away from it was, um, or have it, really have enjoyed from it is getting to know our student athletes in a different way we're so used to knowing them just as athletes uh, we spend the majority of the time with them on the field uh, when we shut down actually this weekend last last year and we were not on the field between march and august we had to continue to engage uh, with our athletes but new ways um zoom calls more one-on-one academic meetings um, which you know normally happens to some capacity but we had to do a lot more talking and and getting to know each other than than the x's and o's that we would normally do so it was a unique experience to go through but um i think in in the long run can only benefit us awesome thanks yeah. coach duncan and last but certainly not least coach john klopaki take it away my friend thanks dan um Thanks everyone for getting on tonight. And, um, you know, I've been at West New England university for 20 years and I'm the men's lacrosse coach. And, uh, you know, I think the experience we've had with our, with our players in the fall with how some of the restrictions were, there was actually some advantages of the way the NCAA looked at it, of being able to space things out and uh, provide more time to have interaction like coach Duncan talked about of, you know, just even skill development. And, um, you know, I, I think athletes have a little more appreciation towards our sport um, and being around each other due to COVID, you know, that uh, right now with the way college settings are, you know, there, there's a lot of restrictions off of making sure that we, we keep the spread down and everything. And uh, we're in person at Western New England and, and to be able to go out with your teammates and get a practice that everything feels that it's normal and uh, be in the weight room and stuff like that. Um, I think there's a greater appreciation towards it. And uh, I think coaches are, you know, you're going to find a way to innovate. And uh, I think tournaments and directors at clubs and stuff found ways to innovate also where, you know, there's a lot more video now, but um, you know, I think it's a lot more of maybe almost like a football model that uh, has created some great opportunities for us to, to reduce travel, but uh, still connect with student athletes that have desires towards majors that fit for our university. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Coach Kulpaki. Thanks to the entire panel again for being on here tonight. And we're going to get into essentially three topics over the course of the webinar. Uh, one, focusing on physical and tactical preparation. And obviously we have different sports represented here, so it doesn't need to be too sport specific. Um, we're then going to move towards the middle topic, which is academic and social emotional wellness, because that's uh, another you know area of student a uh, student athlete's life that's been impacted we'll finish up with our last segment that's going to get into some you know strategies to maintain lines of communication open with college coaches and recruiters uh we'll finish up with a a, a q a at the end uh in the chat so um throughout the event if you have something that pops into your mind as a question throw it in the chat we'll try to get to as many of those as we possibly can uh, at the back end of the event here. So, um, yeah, obviously we all know high school sports has been impacted, whether it be, you know, delays in seasons, cancellations, um, you know, before a season got started or, you know, especially for a lot of winter sports here in Connecticut last year, you get through the, you know, the regular season and the playoffs uh, were, were postponed or canceled. Um, and it's been a year of that. Um, and I'm going to throw the first question to the panel and coach Klopaki, I'll have you bat lead off here. Um, from a physical, tactical, 
stay prepared, stay in shape standpoint, what recommendations do you have for high school athletes um, with regards to, hey, we're not practicing, maybe we're not able to get into the weight room. How can I stay prepared from a physical standpoint? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I think body weight stuff was stuff that our guys got creative with, you know, when the gyms are closed and, and even when the gyms opened up feeling like, was it safe at a certain point? Um, you know, and, and uh, maybe you have a small bubble and someone's got some form of a home gym. But I, I think if there isn't a, fo- a, a, you know, access to weights, uh, I think body weight activities and, and uh, body weight workouts and Tabatas and stuff where, you know, we're, we're increasing our work capacity, being able to do sprints and running and, uh, you know, being comfortable of whatever our sport needs are of being able to gain a good um, physical base below that. So that, you know, I don't think you need to hone in on your sport specific. It's, it's general fitness um, and general conditioning will help you so that when you do get back into it and, and things are in a different capacity that you're able to, uh, you know, be in a point where, you know, you're in good shape, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think fatigue, fatigue affects how much enjoyment we have on a field, you know. So if we're in condition, uh, we have a great attitude. You know, it's, it's not that hard of a drill and, and we were able to compete at a higher level. So the more time that you, you know, control your controllables and, and, you know, your fitness level and your diet and stuff like that during this time could be great, could be awful. Right. And it's choices that we make. So, you know, if we, if we do, if we make some sound choices and we look at to say, I want to play at the next level or, or, you know, even against that, I want to have a great junior year or sophomore year or a senior year. Um, you know, being able to, you know, go for runs, you know, and bike and do stuff. And especially when you think when COVID hit, you know, we had spring and summer and fall, we had good weather, you know, and uh, take advantage of that and, and, and ha- find some area that, you know, you can train yourself and, 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 you know, turn it into a game. Awesome. Thanks coach. Coach Duncan, we'll go up to you next. Um, again, same question, same, um, same topic of response. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, and, you know, just um, piggybacking on what John said is you control what you can control right now. And what we've said to our players that have come in is the fitness aspect of it. Some of them weren't necessarily able to get out there and kick a soccer ball, play 11 v 11, even play 5 v 5 pickup. But what you can control is your level of fitness. And what we've really noticed now that we've been back on the field for the last four weeks this spring is the players that came in fit and took the opportunity just to run on the slab of pavement during the during the break are picking up the skills needed quicker or, you know, dusting off a little bit. The players that didn't come in fit, they're behind development league because they can't sustain a full practice right now to catch up from where they're behind. So, you know, don't, don't panic about thinking you've got to get out there if you're whatever sport it is and play a full on 90 minute game of whatever you're supposed to be doing, come in fit, ready to go. And if you're fit, you'll sustain longer practices and you'll get those skills that you've been missing out on for the last, you know, six to 12 months back a lot quicker than somebody who's not at that fitness level. So like I said, control, control the one area you can control and that's your personal level of fitness. Awesome. Thank you, Coach Duncan. Coach, Coach Edmed, how you all were on campus since, you know, the fall. So you, you obviously missed out on some of the spring. Talk a little bit about um, how different it was in this environment to get the team together and train versus past years prior to COVID. And what successes did you have at Con College, making sure your athletes were in, you know, 
solid physical condition, even though you're, you're modifying what your normal practices would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. I, I will kind of tackle the second part of that question, which is related to what the other two panelists just mentioned and, and maybe some helpful information for those that are kind of tuning in is, uh, so one of the outcomes that I feel like we'll see, and I'm hopeful for is the, the, the less overuse injury, um, for our athletes and, and just particular with volleyball, it's a very, it's a very explosive pounding sport. It's not very fluid. And, uh, and we have a lot of overuse injuries, uh, between knees and shoulders. And it was just, it was really refreshing to see our athletes doing, a, having to do a lot of different things besides being in a weight room and training specific to their sport. And, and I'll just throw it out there that, uh, for those of you guys here, uh, JTW fit on Instagram is a home run of at home exercises. This guy is awesome. He just won uh, America's uh, men's health uh, next top trainer. And almost all of his content is free through his Instagram channel. So give him a follow. He's, he's amazing. Uh, another one that I throw out there is called Trooper J Row, And I'll put that stuff up in the chat after. And she's a, a female, a really strong female athlete and, and uh, competitor. And same thing. She has a lot of great content online and I think that's important for us to kind of be able to, you know, not everybody has access to a private gym or a personal trainer. And this is free stuff that's out there to, for us to be creative and, and use a lot of body weight stuff at home. So um, thanks, Dan. And then the, the other part of your question about just how we kind of handle things with us uh, on our side was it was a really collaborative approach that we took. It was, I honestly, I was so nervous about operating in the fall. I was extremely nervous about being in a gym with our players and we kind of just had to get a pulse every day of where everybody was at. And usually it's like, as a coach, like you want to go in and set the tempo and be like, you know, here's our vision for the day. Let's get after it. And I almost was like, God, like, what's our vision today? Like, it was just <laughs> such a, a different, a different aspect of things. So I think we brought a lot of empowerment in from, uh, from our players in terms of just, getting a pulse of how everybody was interpreting that situation. And, and I, I grew a lot as a coach and I think a lot of the stuff will stick with us moving forward, but that was the biggest takeaway is, is, uh, is, is getting that information and it, and it allowed us to learn a ton about our players and kind of knock down uh, yeah, some communication barriers and, and just really helped us move forward in that sense. That's great. Thanks, Coach Edmed. And uh, Coach Thompson and Coach Loney, I'm going to kind of flip it on you. We're going to stay under the umbrella of physical fitness. Um, but I'm going to ask you two to speak to a little bit. How can a, a high school athlete, you're, you're most of most are playing team sports, right? You know, there might be a golfer here and there or, you know, a swimmer where you're competing kind of by yourself. How can a, a, a high school athlete build up some sort of stock with their teammates or set up a system where they're able to kind of hold each other accountable, even when they're not in the same room, uh, weight room or conditioning room during set times, and they're off on their own doing that. Is there a way for a high school athlete to, to build that rapport with teammates? Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll ask that you both speak on that. And coach Loney, we'll have you bat lead off here. Yeah, certainly. I think one of the best things that I've seen so far is uh, if you potentially, if you're getting some sort of like a team workout, even if you're doing 
individual an individual sport if you have like a uh, individual workout that's, that's been given to your team um in the age of social media you know hey challenging you know challenging your teammates and so one of the things we've done is over the over the course of what well, we sent our it's funny we sent our students home two days from today um in march um and one of the things we started doing is okay let's start challenging each other um and hey Put it on video, you know, do it through social media, do it through group me or group chats, whatever it's going to be. Hey, um, how many burpees can you do? How many, how many laps can you do in the pool? Whatever it's going to be. And, you know, and, and you know, if, if you're an athlete, you're going to be competitive, you know, because it, it, it's, it's really, it comes down, it's you versus your, you versus yourself, but also you versus your teammates, right? Because nobody wants to be the, the, the person who got the least amount of whatever, but also it's, it's also that, Hey, the person who is at the bottom end, hey, how do we help build them up to, to get them to a certain threshold? Awesome. Thanks, Coach. Coach Thompson, take it away. Yeah, it, it's it's funny for me to hear, uh, you know, Kevin talking about that because we did something really similar with our, our team, uh, both over the summer and then, uh, you know, normally we're going pretty much straight through the year with just a small break at Christmas. And this year, my, my team had two months off. So, you know, we tried to be equally creative and um, sort of took, you know, what Kevin's talking about and made it actual team competitions. So like each week we would have a competition, you know, one week, maybe it was mileage uh, run. And the next week we assigned point values for, for different sprints that we had. And each person had to report it back um, to their team captain that week. And it, it sort of became a competition within our team. And I think you know, whether you have that structure um, within your own club or, or high school team uh, or not, you, even if it's one buddy, I mean, having somebody that you can kind of um, be accountable with, I think is great. I, I also know that like as athletes, we tend to really love routines. So when it's not, you know, structured for us by a coach, um, it can make it a little harder. So I would, I would encourage everybody to develop some kind of routine and um, sort of like what we had to do with my team was redefine our purpose. You know, our purpose wasn't going to be preparing for our games. You know, we had to sort of re rethink how we were approaching practice and, um, and then our breaks and how they were preparing for us to, to return, not knowing if we had games. So I would just encourage you to sort of reflect on, on redefining your purpose. Like, what are you going to do with this time right now? And how can you develop your routines as an individual? And then hopefully like incorporating teammates to, to kind of have, have more directed purpose while you're trying to work out. Awesome. Thanks coach Thompson. Yeah. yeah coach, she, coach Thompson just made, just made a great point, you know, about, Sometimes you get bored of hearing coaches sometimes, right? There's no reason that, hey, even if, again, you're in an individual sport or you're in a team sport, there's no reason, hey, as players, you can't build a workout and, hey, let's pass it around. Hey, players, you build a workout and challenge each other, you know? Maybe you pass, hey, coach, what do you think about this workout? And, hey, now it's, it's, it's team. Now it's also you're building some team leadership, some team ownership. And, again, there's – if, if, if there's a kid, if you're a person who wants to be a leader on your team, there's, there's what's stopping you. Go ahead and do that. All right. Awesome. Love it. And great points across the board uh, with the control, the controllable and the, the creative kind of fitness challenges and the, the benefit of those types of activities as well. You, you improve your physical health, you know, health wellness, but listen, as an athlete, 
you can always learn how to compete a little bit harder, right? Whether it's, you know, at our family, it was who finished dinner the first so you can get in line for the seconds, right? So um, learning how to compete in environments is going to make you a tougher athlete on the field, on the court, whatever it might be. Hey, great start coaches. Thank you. Um, session two or section two of our webinar tonight, going to move away from the physical uh, preparation and more towards two elements that are often overlooked in athletics, <laughs> academics and social emotional, right? And, um, you know, again, COVID's had an impact on how we learn, how school is done. Um, it's had an impact on how we socialize. And there's, you know, studies all over the place about the, the level of depression, um, uh, you know, going on in people, not just young adults in high school, but people in general. Um, so we're going to ask the coaches during this round, I'm going to split it up a little bit here. Um, Coach Klepacki and Coach Loney, um, and uh, I'll have you two speak a little bit to the, um, along with Coach Duncan, to the importance of and some strategies for staying on top of your game academically. And Coach Klepacki, I'll have you bat lead off when you're ready, my friend. All right. Um, you know, I, I think one thing that, uh, that I heard over, you know, over the break last, uh, last spring when we were off was, um, and coach, one of the coaches brought it up is like routine, right? So as athletes, we're always, we're always used to a routine and everything was shook up. And, um, I think you have to embrace the word new normal, right? Like we, we, we heard it for a while and we kind of shiver when we hear that, <laughs> but, um, you know, I think this gave us a chance that you can hit a restart and you have to look at and evaluate, you know, how do you go about your business and, and, you know, where are you most productive? How are you the most productive? And, and then creating some new routines for yourself. So maybe certain simple things are, are not going to be situations where you're expending your energy on it because you've already kind of planned that out. I think if we try to go through our day where we're going to just like, Hey, how do I feel or what's going on And this? And we don't have enough structure for ourselves. Um, you know, you can waste a lot of time. And um, I think on the academic front and, and even on the, on the, on our personal well-being, um, being able to have some type of, you know, routine for yourself that you need to do and you stay consistent with and, you know, being able to have some goals for yourself, even though, you know, you're not having games or you're not worried about getting in the starting lineup. Um, you know, you, you have to kind of plan those things out and look at what your academic course load is and plan that and plan study time. Um, you know, we talked to our guys a lot about, Hey, what, how are you going to use your 168 hours, you know, and, and, and try to plan some things through. And then, you know, that means you got to shut off Netflix because you said you'd go to bed you know, and say, I, I just can't binge the last dance again, you know, and, and, and you, you got to kind of give yourself a little bit of, a little bit of discipline to, it shouldn't be that hard to make some of these choices because you've taken some time out of your day to plan what you're doing. And, and we talked about planning the night before and then in the morning, recapping it and maybe journaling to help yourself out so that you stay on task and stay on focus. And I think some of the things that we did in the spring, um, a lot of the upperclassmen carried over 
while they were back on campus, even though they were in in-person classes, things were different, yeah. you know, and, 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 and our time management and stuff like that is important. So that's what I got. Awesome. Thank you, coach. And we'll uh, shoot it up to coach Duncan next. Thank you. Um, yeah, so one of the little mottos we try to go with um, since we went to remote learning um, is, is still get up, get dressed and sit up straight. Um, you know, obviously so many classes are online right now, but we ask the students, how do you look when you went to a physical class? You know, I know some colleges, some kids like to go to school in their in a class in their pajamas, but, you know, we, we tend to try to stay away from that. So we talk to them a lot about how would you look in class and how would you sit up in class? So we're trying to keep them out of sitting in their bed, um, doing their Zoom classes. Um, you know, get out of your pajamas, get up, take a shower and get dressed because, you know, they are required right now to be on camera in Zoom. So, you know, get dressed and brush your hair. Like you wouldn't go to, you know, you wouldn't go to class looking like that because it just changed the mentality of how you're actually thinking about the class too. Um, and then with some of the students, we do have areas on campus that have been, set up for um, quiet space and socially distance. So they might not be in a set classroom, but if we have some of those students that, you know, may struggle to get out of bed once in a while to take, like go to class, we set them up in a classroom, set them up in a booth in a library. So they're physically kind of more engaged in their class. So that's something that you guys can think about individually. Like what's your motivation when it comes to class? Are you laying around in bed listening to your teacher or are you getting up and sitting at the dining room table? Cause I can guarantee if you get up, get dressed and sit up straight, you're going to be a little bit more successful in that class because your mind's going to be in the right place. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, coach Duncan, coach Loney. That's, I mean, that's, it's amazing. Everyone's, it's, it's all dead, dead on. So one of the things that we do is um, with our students, with our guys is um, I give them at the beginning of each semester um, a time management grid and basically it maps out um, their daily schedules Sunday through Saturday from seven o'clock in the morning till nine 30 at night. And basically they put their class schedules in uh, and practice time, so on and so forth. And really what I wanted to do is see how much actual free time they have. And it's okay, when do you get, and then they give back to me. And then what I usually would do with them is, okay, and kind of to everybody's point so far is, when are you gonna wake up? When do you take a shower? When are you gonna have breakfast? Don't go to class on empty stomach, have breakfast. Nutrition actually matters. Your brain doesn't function when you don't eat properly, all right? Um, you know, okay, you have all this free time, plan your free time. All right, I've got a hard class. Okay, put time away, set time up so that you can actually, you know, study for that chemistry class. Do those little things. And if you put it on paper, you're more likely to do it, right? If you know that you, and if you know that, hey, okay, I, we have, I've got one of our guys right now who really struggled in the fall because he wasn't planning, what didn't have a routine. Okay, well, so far, so well, it's early on right now, but so far, so good this semester. And part of it is we've, we've got, we actually have mapped out for about half an hour, his weekly schedule. All right, let's make sure that you're doing what you have to do every single day so that it becomes routine for you and you're used to it. Yeah, you're at Bowdoin, you, you, you're at one of the best schools in the country, but if you don't do what you're capable of doing, you're not going to be at Bowdoin, right? It doesn't matter what school it is. When I was head coach at Nichols, we did the, did the exact same thing with those guys. You have to do it. And um, if you don't manage your time, if you don't plan it out, um, it's going to manage you. And you have all, and, and for the, and I think it's really important for, we've talked to recruits about this too. 
you're going through COVID right now because and if you're studying remotely, you're more like a college student now than you actually even know. You have more time on your hands now than you even think that you do. So the more you learn to manage your time now effectively, the, you're going to be ahead of the game when you get to college. Love it. Love it. And we're going to switch it over and, and go ahead, Coach Klopacki. Danny, one thing I'd say, too, is, uh, you know, one of the big things we had to do with managing our guys is, you know, no one wants to have a bad form, right? So you'd have these guys that put out like this unbelievable detailed plan and you'd ask them, do you think you could stick with this? And they'd maybe say 24 hours, right? So like, it's one of those things about, you got to know yourself. So if you can't sit, if you know, when you sit in a zoom for 50 minutes, you got to get up and you got to go for a walk or you got to, you got to unplug for a second. You got to plan that time in there also, and then plan the hard study time in because you're going to put a fake plan up. So like put a realistic planner. Hey, I got this class and this, and I want to go study at two o'clock. So at one o'clock, I'm going to go for a run. Cause when I get done running, I feel good about what I want to do. So planning downtime too, like, Hey, this is when I'm going to go and I'm going to go play some video games. Hey, this is when I'm going to do this. Those are those things that make things a little bit more reward. Like I got this work done. So now I can do this. And, and having that aspect of, you know, you got to have plan some joy out of it. Yeah, no, no, no one should work 24 hours a day, right? You should find something that makes you happy, brings joy to you, brings joy to the people around you. And as Coach Klopacki just said, it's finding that balance. Like challenge yourself, but be realistic about it. I'm 5'9", overweight, retired, broken athlete. I, I never have never set a goal for myself to be able to dunk a basketball on a 10-foot rim. Very challenging, realistic, not so much. So um, push yourself to be a spot. Be realistic with yourself. Give yourself an honest self-assessment and then work on planning out your day. Great points there, coaches. Coach Thompson and Coach Edmund, I'm going to have you two bat lead off with regards to the social-emotional piece. And I think, Coach Thompson, you said it in the beginning how – you're a college athlete. You identify with playing the sport and suddenly that's ripped away. That's not easy, right? It's not easy on the, 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 the emotional side of things. Talk a little bit about some of the challenges your athletes maybe faced in that regard. And, you know, some of the ways that you help coach them through those challenges over the past 12 months. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you said it just like, you know, about the athletes identifying as athletes, but, um, just as like human beings, we're social creatures. And I think, you know, even if you're an introvert, people want to be around other people. And so COVID taking that away in, 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 you know, I think initially, and even to this day, it's still sometimes like, oh, I can't do this, or we can't go here. And I can't see that person. And, um, you know, I've, I've had to do this personally too, of like, all right, what can I do? And, you know, I think one of the things we, we, tried to help our players with from a social aspect was like, all right, who do you need in your life? And who do you want in your life? You know, and those, those might be some, you know, two different groups of people. So like you, if you really need to see somebody, whether it's family or, you know, if it's uh, just a good friend, who's going to give you those good vibes, well then find a way that you can see them and do things with them. That's safe for, for everybody, you know, um, somebody mentioned earlier, like it's getting nice out again, like go outside, be creative with what you, you can do. Um, you know, I, I think, um, making a plan is, is helpful in that way. And 
And you can also just like figure out for yourself. Like, I think it's, you said the word balance before. And I think finding the balance in, in all this is really important from like a mental health standpoint. You know, you can't, you can't speak enough about, um, you know, it's really hard to give to others when you can't like be a full version of yourself. So making sure that you're understanding for yourself, like what's giving you good vibes that you can do that might not be your sport. Like if you feel better after your workout, great. Like build that into your day. If you like to read books, do that, you know, watch a show to decompress. Like you got to kind of have that time for yourself too. And, uh, and, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say that, like, if you're in a bad place, like it's okay to talk to somebody about it and ask for help. Like, even if it is just like going for a walk with that person that you need to be with, that can be really, um, that can lift a lot of weight off your shoulders. So, you know, making sure you're taking care of you and finding creative ways to be with the other people that you need in your life is, is important. Awesome. Coach Thompson and the Springfield College Minds Think Alike. You stole you stole the transition right there. Co- Coach Edmund, I was going to ask you, again, athletes, stubborn. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to outwork every challenge that's in my path. It's not necessarily a, a reflex to be able to ask for help or say, hey, I'm struggling. Who's around, who's around me that can provide some sort of support to maybe dig me out of this little hole? Talk, talk, did you have any instances of that and uh, with your athletes and talk a little bit about how you work through that challenge? Yeah, yeah, I think we've all had those challenges. And I want to say a quick shout out to the young gentleman that, that's got his camera on the whole time. So I appreciate that. I'm not sure what you're, how to pronounce your name. Is it Kanye? Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice job. Yeah, appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Yeah, so I, I think something that's super important for our players or something that we – so, and maybe I'm going to go a little off topic here, Dan, and feel free to steer me take back it. in. I'll but take it. <laughs> the athletes are super competitive by nature, and one of the ways that we're learning through athletics is through the effective domain. And how do we teach that behavioral connection that they're missing – And, you know, you can learn cognitively online and psychomotorly, you can kind of figure things out by just going out for a workout, but it's that engagement that's missing. And and how do we learn behaviorally and and emotionally with our teammates? And so we just, we had players that really struggled with that. It took, it took our staff a little while to kind of identify it and find ways that, that we could just be a little bit creative, I guess, and trying to bring out that that behavioral challenge or that emotional challenge. And, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that we figured out that some people needed that. And that was just by, just by kind of talking it out to hear how, what people are thinking about and what they're worried about and what they're excited about and, and being able to share those things. And, you know, uh, something that was important for us to learn was just to, to be vulnerable with our emotional aspect in front of each other. And that was, that's a really tough skill. We're still trying to figure it out, but you know, when you're in sports, you're going to make a mistake, right? You're going to fumble the ball every now and again, you're going to, you know, hit the ball out of bounds. You're going to miss a shot or whatever it happens to be. And that's your vulnerability. And it's just part of sports. And we know how to kind of mitigate that a little bit, but when we have to do that from a, an emotional standpoint, just by talking about it, it reveals a whole new sense of who we are. Um, and that's kind of, uh, I guess how, how we tried to deal with it is uh, we came up with some really easy, quick, fun stuff to kind of get people talking about their emotions and how they're feeling. 
but then we tried to dive a little bit deeper into some pretty heavier stuff as people were were interested in sharing that and and we're able to kind of dig out and allow people to express how they're feeling a little bit more and more and and uh just support them through that process but Awesome. Thanks, Coach Edmed. Appreciate it there. And um, I think, again, an important message to remember, and everybody kind of touched on it, hey, do the best that you can, right? And it might feel really tough some days. It might come easy some days. Do the best that you can, but never shy away from asking for help. And you, everybody on this call has those people that they can count on no matter what. Um, you know, have that have that Rolodex nearby. And, and when you need it, I think it takes a level of courage to be able to ask for it. And it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you soft. It doesn't make you, you know, someone that doesn't, you know, shouldn't be part of a program. It means that you had the courage to recognize that you're struggling and it's time to ask, time to call on the reserves for support. Hey, last segment right here. So, um, and this is unique and this is something I, I I've never really been a part of the whole recruiting process, right? Coaches can't come to schools like they used to and, and, and visit and watch games and sit down in the office and have these visits. So, um, it's, it falls on the athlete a little bit here to, um, maintain a level of communication with coaches at, at the universities, with the programs that they might be interested in. So we're going to hear from everybody on this question. Just talk a little bit about from your vantage point. And remember every coach is a little bit different. Every program's a little bit different. The, the best high school athlete with regards to communication and talking through the process, what, what type of tempo are you looking for as a college coach? Are you looking for text message, email, phone? Just talk really any, anything with regards to suggestions um, uh, about how to communicate effectively during this time when you don't get to see each other in person as much. And Coach Loney, that and lead off. Uh, so obviously, you know, in, the, in our conference with all of our recruiting rules and regulations that we have, <laughs> the handcuffs sometimes we have. Um, I think uh, a positive social media profile is really huge, um, especially in football. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Twitter's huge for us in, in football, especially. Um, and if you have, you know, having good huddle, be, and being proactive, you know, so, hey, you know, being able to telling us who you are, you know, telling us what you've got going for grades. I, I stress that. I mean, every coach on here wants to know what your grades are. Um, and it matters more and more and more now. Um, and it, it's only going to help you if they know. Um, and just, you know, obviously telling people, you know, knowing what you – having an idea of what you really want out of the school, if you know. If you don't know, you don't know. That's fine. But, um, you know, that's a big piece of it, helping that – helping us out in terms of, here's where I'm academically, you know, um, here's some things that I want to do if I know, um, but that, that social media piece is really a big piece of it. I think it, it's, it's cause it, you're going to reach as many people as possible. Um, and being proactive, you know, with that, with that part of it. Awesome. Thanks coach. Coach Duncan, take us away. All right. So my bit of advice right now is, uh, is, is two words. It's being patient, but also proactive. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, is patient in regards that the recruiting game has definitely changed. You know, especially in our sport, we could go spend a weekend um, down at a tournament field and see 40 kids play, say hi to them all, and, and cover 40 kids in a space of maybe two 12-hour days. Um, now trying to cover 40 kids over email, watching film, 
um, calling guidance counsellors, calling club and college, uh, high school coaches takes longer than just, you know, being down at a field and physically being able to see these people. So have a little bit of patience in the process. Don't get disheartened if you don't hear back from somebody right away. Um, but also be proactive and persistent because, again, we are being influxed with emails a lot more than we normally would. And it's taking longer to get through them. So, you know, if you don't hear from us in a, in, you know, a good time frame, don't be afraid to send another email keep on our radar kind of bug us a little bit and you know, i don't want to speak for every coach i know you know maybe not everyone wants to get that many but we can always delete them but what i'm saying is you've got to kind of keep in our forefront um you know if you send one email and we don't hear from you again for another month then you know you're going to be a little bit easily forgotten if you're kind of just falling in the mix with everybody else so you've also got to be a little bit proactive and persistent in this recruiting process now and find a way to to stand out amongst you know 30 40 emails a day what can you do that's a little bit different making sure that you're addressing the right school with the right coach and the right conference and 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 putting yourself into a category where we think you're interested in us and then we can kind of continue that process with you but um you know, be, be patient, though. There's there's a school out there for everyone. It's definitely different this year than it's ever been. Um, but, you know, believe in yourself, believe in your ability. If you've done the hard work and you continue to do the hard work, you'll end up somewhere. I can't always guarantee it's going to be your first choice. It might not even be your second choice. But I think if you if you're the right person, even like Coach Kevin said, you know, good social media platform, you're doing the right things academically, you're doing the right things socially, you'll end up somewhere. You just need to be patient with the process. Awesome. Thank you, Coach Duncan. Coach Klipacki, take us. No, I, I you know, I, I think each coach has it with their personality, right? And and how long they've maybe been at an institution and finding out what that coach's timeline is on things and, and how they go through the, the recruiting philosophy. That e each one of us has a different way that we go through this whole process to get to the end game. One person might have a situation where, you know, they, they want to really, uh, you know, buddy up and then other people might be wanting you to make your own decision and, and want to be a little bit more hands off and they're going to provide information and help you, but they're not going to, you know, try to win you over. Right. Like it's not the ESPN aspect. Right. And there's not going to be a marching band there, that kind of stuff, you know, and, um, you know, I think what you can do is, um, like the coaches have said, stay per, uh, persistent with it and then be at a point that, you know, you have a good idea of what you're looking for. Meet with your guidance counselors. Be able to have honest conversations with your high school coaches or if you have a club coach or an AAU coach, have that where, hey, where do you see me play? Am I shooting the moon out of it? And then you know, you got to have the right fit of what does a school provide? You know, how far do you want to be from home? All those things, you know, um, you know, and, and certain graphics that are going to, you know, turn you away. You know, a couple of days ago, I had a guy call me and say, coach, uh, I'm going to ASU. I'm going to Arizona State. And we kind of said, how did you look at Western New England and Arizona State? Those are not the same, you know, and his comment was like, well, I just I want to go to Arizona. You know, and Springfield, Mass is not Arizona, you know, so I'm glad he made that choice before he paid a deposit. Right. Because I can't turn Springfield, Mass in Arizona. We're going to have some snow. So, you know, I think you have to look towards that um, and, and be persistent and then allow coaches to finally say yes or no, you know, and, and have have plans for yourself 
uh, of where it is because the recruiting process, it doesn't mean playing time. It's opportunities to come try out or opportunities to, you know, have a roster spot. There's so much more out of this process, you know, and, and I do think COVID has created some good situations where we can be more effective of being at home with our families and being, um, you know, in our offices and seeing the film and, and having, you know, you're going to get film at some point and being able to send out little bits of film of yourself of this is how you play for evaluations. You got something, you'll have something, you will, at some point you will. And, um, you know, you might be in a situation where, Hey, this is the place I'm going to be and I'm going to earn a walk-on spot and that shouldn't scare you. You know, you should feel like that's something that, you know, you want to go to because that school is the, is the perfect fit, you know? And, and I think understanding when you talk to coaches, are, are you an email guy? Are you a text message guy? Are you a phone call guy? If you're awful on the phone and you're uncomfortable, tell the coach, Hey coach, the best way for us to chat right now is probably going to be text message until I come to your campus. And then when you go to that campus, have a family member with you, have a family member in the room, right? And you do the talking. And if it looks like, you know, hey, look, you're getting overwhelmed. Don't afraid to have a family member step in a little bit to kind of keep you on track. Because sometimes I, I bet you every coach here has a story of how they, they were saying something to a recruit and the recruit was thinking one thing, but mom and dad were hearing something different, you know? So, you know, be able to be able to at some point you're going to have it via Zoom and, you know, you know, one of our guys that's coming in next year, I remember his dad was on the Zoom with him, and I don't think dad said pop or anything, you know. He was real quiet. But at the end, you know, he said, Coach, we're going to go talk and discuss some stuff, and then, you know, Greg's going to call you back. And then Greg had a bunch of questions because they wanted to make sure that they heard it the right way and wanted my perspective of it, of what their experience is going to be at the school, you know. And, and I think that's important. At some point, you're going to be able to get to college campuses. You know, I know some of them are still in a lockdown mode and some of them are allowing tours, you know, and, and you can you can always, you know, there, there, there's recruiters on every campus. They're called admissions office. You don't have to talk to a college coach to get a lot of information about a university. Allow that admissions office to do their job and then connect with the college coach that maybe you gain a lot of information from the admissions office, that's going to impress that coach because you know details about that school that it looks like you've done your homework. And if you look like you've done your homework, now you're eager. And, and that's going to, that's going to help you with the process. Awesome. Thanks coach Klopacki. Coach uh, Edmed, you're up next, my friend. Yeah, I'll be quick. Lots of, lots of great stuff there. Um, I, you know, definitely think about your recruiting style and, and what you want your presentation to be as well from a, as an individual. And uh, one of the things that I love to ask athletes to try to learn more about them is when they're like, hey, coach, how often do you want me to send you stuff or how often should we communicate? And I just say, whenever there's something that you do that excites you, right? Like it could be that, hey, man, I just, I just hang clean, you know, 135 pounds, 10 times or whatever it happens to be. I know we don't have any volleyball players doing that, by the way, but I'm just throwing a, a random thing out there. Or it could be like a great play you had in a game, or it could be that you, you know, you got a, a great uh, score on, it, on an exam or something in your personal life. You know, you got selected the lead role in a theater production and 
I love just telling people whenever something happens that excites you, I'd love to hear about it because it lets me learn about your personality, what's important to you. And uh, that's, that's kind of, you know, it's, it's easy to evaluate talent. Like I think most coaches here will know like just within like a minute or two, even less than that, a lot of times of watching a, a, a video of, yep, this person can play in my gym or on my field or in the court. It's, it's the other stuff that takes a little bit of, of time. And so just letting us know what excites you is awesome. I love it. Awesome. Love it. And Coach Thompson, take us home. Finish the drill here. I want to play for all of you guys. <laughs> great, great information. Um, I'm going to kind of finish this by just talking about some actual basics of when you are contacting coaches. I can't tell you how many emails that I get from people who are sending it to a different coach uh, at another school, or they spell Roger Williams wrong uh, in their email, or, um, you know, I, I, we're, I'm used to getting a lot of like mass emails and that's fine, but I get excited by somebody who, you know, tells me why they were interested in Roger Williams, you know, like I, I, so you have a great program and, you know, I, I love the majors there. I, to me, if somebody who is investing a little more time um, is a little more meaningful to me. So I'm going to probably do a little bit more um, homework right off the bat on that person. Um, because like Laura mentioned, I mean, especially now we're getting like bombarded by tons and tons of emails. So somebody who is a little more um, diligent and paying attention to those things makes a difference for me. Um, you know, I would say like fit for film stuff, you know, as John said, like at some point you will get film if you don't already. Um, and it's always worth asking a coach, like what kind of film they prefer. I mean, I always say like a highlight film is great, but like anybody can look good in a highlight film. So, um, you know, for me, like personally, I prefer to, you know, the highlights great, but I would love to see a full game because I want to see the mistakes you're making too. You know, you can't go through a basketball game without making mistakes. So um, for me, it's about looking for how you're responding or the kind of mistakes you're making. And that's important to me too. Um, and then, you know, the, the last thing I would say, and, and some of the coaches have sort of alluded to this about you know, this is an investment in yourself and you're trying to find the right fit for you as a whole in terms of your next step in, in your college process. And, um, and I think, you know, for me, when, when a recruit is meeting with me, I will always say, you know, do you have any questions for me? And if somebody has zero questions for me, especially, you know, if we're just sort of getting started in the conversation, I'm a little concerned that they may not be that engaged in investing in, in their own future or the next step. And sometimes like, you know, somebody might be just really early in the process and not really know what to ask, but you guys who are on here right now have already taken a great step. So, you know, before you go and do a visit or before you have a phone call with a coach, write down a couple questions, write down some things that you really want to find out and, um, and be ready to ask those things because I think it, it shows a lot about you and, um, you know, how interested you might be in that particular school too. So, um, but that said, if uh, there's a place for everybody, so do your own homework, ask questions and, and you'll find the right spot for you. 
Love it. Love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's eight o'clock and I do want to honor the schedules of the coaches um, because <laughs> I know they're, they're busy and they're, they're, they're in the middle of a long day, like everybody else. I'm going to put my email address in the chat. Um, any of the attendees, if you have a question about a clarifying question about anything that was discussed tonight, you can email it to me. I can get in touch with the coaches um, and get a response back for you. Um, I would just ask that you try to get that, that question emailed to me in the next day or two. Um, I saw coach Thompson through her, through her email in there as well. Um, but I, again, I want to honor the time. I'll also be um, uh, editing and posting the audio as an episode of, um, of our podcast. If you have a friend or a parent who wants to listen in, it'll be available on our website tomorrow evening. Um, and, and last but not least, and this is, I'm a little older, so the, the technology gets the best of me at times. I'm going to also turn this into a video as well um, and get it up on our YouTube channel and on our, our website also. So it'll be available on social platforms, website, um, all the coaches are wonderful. I, I told you these, uh, this, this group is, is rock solid right here. The emails are in the chat there. Um, but again, I think have the courage to ask the questions, have the courage to focus on that. You can control and, um, you're going to get through this. You're going to get noticed and you're going to find your, find your way to the right spot if you put in the work for it. So appreciate you all attending tonight. Wish you the best of luck moving forward. Finish the drill. Have a great rest of the school year. Be safe. Be smart. See you next time. Thank you so much, everybody. Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead. They do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them. And they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy.